Motherhood is the hardest, most wonderful job there is. It can be overwhelming and underappreciated. Add working into the mix and you may find yourself feeling stretched very thin. Today, Jen Gutson will be chatting with us about managing a business as a first-time mom. Visionary, story creator, product development, author, and producer for the Farmer and the Bell franchise, Jen Gutson is an award-winning actress known in the faith-based market. She starred in over 70 projects, including two Oscar-nominated films, Frost Nixon and Alone Yet Not Alone. Her mission as co-owner for the Farmer and the Bell franchise is to provide a biblical pathway to teen girls and women about their value, destroying the lie 90% of women believe about their physical appearance. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood, Jen. It's so good to have you on the show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love you, Sharon. And hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. It's so good to have you on the show. Jen and I met many, many years ago in California, and we just became friends. She is just such a power woman, actress, a businesswoman, a mom. Uh, congratulations on your franchise. Congratulations on your son turning one years old. Like I think that's last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> he is such a cutie. And so <laughs> I want to know, what is it like now? How has it been being a first time mom? And how has it been being a first time mom managing a franchise? Wow, what a question. <laughs> That's like, tell me your life story in 30 seconds and go. Oh, it's been incredible. Jim, my husband, is an amazing partner. And every moment has been filled with bliss and joy. Well, minus when baby is flipping, when you're trying to change <laughs> his diapers and you can't get him to stay still. But to be real, Sharon, the biggest biggest word I heard from every human being, and I'm sure your listeners have heard, it goes by so fast. Mm -hmm. And Sharon, I was like, you know, I'm going to defeat this. It goes by so fast and I'm going <laughs> to analyze it and I'm going to psychologically get to the root of why it goes by so fast. And you know what I discovered for me? The moments fly if I'm not present in the moment with James. Mm. If I'm annoyed that I can't get his diaper on because he flips over with his hiney in the air <laughs> and I'm struggling to get his pajamas on um, or I'm, you know, being challenged to have him latch to nurse the frustration and the annoyance and then the exhaustion. That's what I notice mm. when I, I'm not present and the time flies. But as an actor, you're taught to stay present in the moment mm. and focusing on his eyes, his smile, his little giggles, saying whatever's around me, all the task lists, I'm going to put it away and I'm going to just be looking at him and playing in this moment and enjoying this moment and Sharon, as a result, this one year of his life that we just celebrated his first birthday last week, I have to say it has been full and it's been cherished and it has not felt like it's gone by so fast. Mm -hmm. So for moms out there, put away that task list, put away that phone, be present with your little schnookums and you will enjoy the moment. And then your second question, Sharon, was how do you do it with launching a franchise? Yeah, we had baby 
uh, last year <laughs> when we launched the farmer and the bell and we had a jewelry line that came out on QVC. We had two books that released in Christian retail. And then we had our Christmas comedy movie released digital and DVD became a bestseller on Amazon uh, for six weeks. All of that, again, was all in time management. We delegated out to a team of equipped people with marketing, with our distributors. They would send us uh, notes to review, to confirm, to approve. And then when I was on air with QVC, my husband babysat him. When Jim and I were doing media tours, his mom, my mom, and sister would babysit. And we were able to accomplish a lot. And then we brought him onto the media and he was on Fox News. Um, <laughs> when we didn't have a babysitter, we said, we're going to roll with it. And Boy, it was awesome. And I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. I mean, time management is everything. Now, I want to go back to what you said in the beginning is to be in that moment. I love that you're applying your acting skills into motherhood and just being in that moment. That comes down to just being intentional as a parent in everything that you do. And I love that because, I mean, obviously, there, there are moms that would go through like, oh, man, he's flipping back and I'm trying to just change this diaper. <laughs> It's so annoying. Can you just stay still? <laughs> he peed on me. Ah, right. <laughs> he's, he's going poo poo stinky. I'm in the middle of a change. Quick, grab the legs, grab a diaper. <laughs> now, tell me, what are some of the challenges you have encountered as a first time mom? And how mm. have you overcome it? Yeah. Um, when we first had him, so he was born on September 14th, I would say within the first week to two weeks, an anxiety set in where midday, I had an overwhelming fear of not being able to make it through the night, mm. not having the strength, the endurance, the mental scope to be able to care for him. And uh, that anxiety was really strong. And I, um, I spoke with our psychiatrist and she gave me a medicine to be able to help that anxiety. And that she explained to me is like, there's chemicals in the brain that are not mm -hmm. firing fully. And so the medicine not to be ashamed of helped balance me and create, I think it's the serotonin levels. I'm not remembering exactly mm -hmm. what it was, but Sharon, what I received was relief and freedom. And it's interesting because my sister said, make sure you get a lotion from like Bath and Body Works or Victoria's Secrets. So every time you put that lotion on, you remember those first days of mommyhood. Well, <laughs> now it's a year later and I put that lotion on and it brings back trauma. And I told my husband, I'm like, I feel anxiety when I wear this lotion. Um, but I feel God's joy of baby when I put on the bath wash because I had two different smells because I used the bath wash in the hospital mm -hmm. and I put that bath wash on when I'm showering and then I get the joys but that lotion I'm like I gotta throw it out <laughs> it's PS PTSD no I'm just kidding um but I also had a c-section and so the physical discomfort I um you know not being able to walk upstairs I had to use a wrap and I used pants that were tight to help hold in the C-section, the, mm -hmm. the incision to help me feel better. But I would say my biggest struggle 
was the fear of not being able to be a good caretaker for him at night and not knowing what to do if baby isn't able to go down to sleep. Thanks for sharing that. Do you think that was part of postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety? Because a lot of women, mothers go through that and sometimes they may not necessarily even be aware that they're going through that. It's, you know, we had a a psychologist or a therapist come into the hospital room to warn about it and you read on the blogs about it. And Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be totally vulnerable with you. In my family, we have bipolar. And Mm -hmm. so I have the chemical imbalance when I'm not medicated, I skew highs and I skew lows. Now the highs is where the creativity and the execution comes when I'm in balance. Mm -hmm. So I think that also played into it. Mm -hmm. So when the doctor leveled my medicine just increased a little bit, I saw relief. So I think it could be postpartum, but it could also be my physiological Mm -hmm. makeup that added into it. Yeah, but you were courageous enough to see a psychiatrist because not many women would want to do that. And I think it's so important, especially post-birth to do that. I remember when I was pregnant and I told my husband, I said, listen, if you find anything wrong with me, like I'm off or anything, make sure you let me know because I may be going through postpartum depression or anything. Um, But thankfully it didn't happen, but I had to just warn him to just be aware because I may not necessarily be aware because, you know, (laughs) I may think that it's normal. (laughs) Right. We might not. I think that's really good wisdom. Jim, I asked him the same thing. Can you be mindful of it? And he said, Jen, I don't see anything out of the norm, but I felt it Mm. inside. And oh my goodness, Sharon, we had a drive from New York City to Georgia, Chickamauga, Georgia, where we filmed The Farmer and the Bell because Jim's an actor, I'm an actor and Mm -hmm. he got a big job and we needed to film in October. We decided to stay through November. So we had to drive that entire way. Baby was two months old. I OM delicious was like, I can't do it. There's no way I can't do it. And Jim's like, Jen, yes, you can. If you're nervous, I want you to hold on to Jesus. You don't need to do it alone. Allow Jesus to strengthen you and shifting the brain from self-control to trust in for those who might not believe in Jesus, that higher power. I personally am a strong Christian. I believe in Jesus, I believe in God. And that's the, the my foundation that keeps mm-hmm. me on path. And boy, that really helped me making that paradigm shift. Um, then we made it to Georgia. Baby slept the entire time um, until when he was up and fed. And he was like the most amazing uh, traveler in the car. <laughs> so, and Sharon, I really believe every baby has their own angels. I know this sounds bizarro, but I pray every night several things over James. I pray mm-hmm. that his angels will come in and, and protect him him. Mm-hmm. Then I pray the fruit of the spirit that we know in Galatians 5.22. Specifically, okay. I pray for joy over him and peace over him. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm pay, praying for gentleness and self-control and patience. But in his beginning several year. Uh, that was my prayer. And you saw that fruit in his joy, yeah. his giggles, his laughter. And um, and then, you know, I would pray a, a covering over his room and his bedroom. And I really saw the fruit in that. So I want to encourage moms, make sure you pray. And then uh, a side note, I was flying to Texas for NRB, National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And I was with baby by myself because Jim had a 
father-son trip. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it on the plane this long. Cause mm-hmm. Jim and I had a bad experience on the plane with James the first time where he had a diaper explosion and he cried. And, and I was like, I can't do it alone. I was so scared. Yeah. And, and I prayed, I said, Lord, please bring your angels around James. Yeah. And then I read all sorts of strategies to help a baby on a plane. And I tell you, he could not have been a better experience from getting to the airport by myself to getting off the plane both ways up and back on a four hour flight or a three and a half hour flight. It was incredible. Like it was like God was there. And I said, Lord, why do I fear? Why do I fear? Mm -hmm. Oh, why? How do I stop fearing the unknown? I have to trust you. Mm. And when I trust and when Jim encourages me, put your trust back in God, freedom happens. Amen. Amen. Prayer is so important. Uh, You know, I think that as a mom, you just pray even more so for your child, for your own sanity and (laughs) for your family. And I do pray that same prayer that you pray as well from some, you know, let your angels encamp around my daughter. And so, and also the fruit of the spirit. I, I love that you mentioned those prayers. Now, there are women and moms who may not necessarily want to give up your career over motherhood. And you are one who have just sustained and be able to time manage, manage, you know, being a mom, as well as an actor, a producer, a businesswoman. Now, what are your thoughts on this, especially since you're an entertainer and a businesswoman? Yeah, well, I'm still navigating it. I'm still seeking advice. I believe mentorship and learning from those who've been successful and learning from those who have struggled and figure out plans out. That's truthfully where I'm at right now Mm -hmm. as we are weeks away from our world premiere and two months away from our our theatrical release of The Farmer and the Bell Saving Santa Land. So I'm right now in that space where... When baby goes down for his first nap, he's sleeping two, sometimes three cycles. And the cycle is roughly a a little more than 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. So when I lay him down, I start the task list of the day. And let me talk about how do I come up with that task list? I pray journal. I read the Bible. First, I worship God in song. I then pray journal. Oh no, I lied. I worship God in song. I read the Bible, (laughs) get the word in me. Then I pray journal. And during that prayer journaling time, I get a download from God, a a directive of what to focus on for that day becomes my task list. Now let's talk a little bit about where in the world you have time to section out 20 to 30 minutes. Normally I would have spent an hour. I could wake up before baby, but realistically I'm waking up when baby's crying. That's when I'm waking up. So I decided Mm. to lead by example and and bring James into that routine with me. And that routine is crucial for me to set up my day. It also allows me when I accomplish a task to feel purpose filled that I'm doing the call that God has my life. If I don't do this, I feel meandering and I feel almost depressed that I don't, I don't have purpose. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, What I'll do is on TV, I'll put on Shout to the Lord, the old version from the 80s. And and James is seeing Shout to the Lord. And then I put on Waymaker. And I create, I created hand motions for Waymaker. 
obviously kids learn from repetition, but I use hand motions to help him learn how to worship Jesus. I then have a big picture of Jesus and I have that right near him. And then um, I will read the Bible and I have a children's storybook Bible that actually we just went from first page to end page. We just completed the Bible two days ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start it over and I read a chapter to him. And then I have a prayer book that I read a prayer to him. And then um, I have have a Bible that's with little animals and like it's five pages mm-hmm. of, of a board book. And I give that to him and it's in Spanish and in English. And so while I'm spending time reading the actual Bible, I have the, the, his mm-hmm. biblical books that are board books for him to play in his play area while he's watching me. And then before I begin my prayer time, I listen to an app called abide. I recommend it to everyone. Mm. It's A-B-I-D-E, Abide. Download it on your uh, Apple. And it leads you through prayer, meditation on scripture and breath. And it really quickly realigns your mind from the day's tasks. And then I pray journal. And prayer journaling to me is I praise God for who he is. I then seek forgiveness for my own inconsistencies or sins or, you know, arguments that I may have with my husband or putting my, my son as an, as an idol, putting him first before my call. Mm -hmm. And then I thank God for the gifts that he has given the moments of James giggling, the moments of him now taking our hand and tickling himself and giggling the moments of him playing peekaboo behind his giant sized giraffe, <laughs> him taking his little ball and put it in the hole, him playing drums him playing the piano, him playing guitar, him speaking the animal sounds of elephant, giraffe, lion, zebra, who knew zebra made a sound. Um, I, I thank God. And then I ask, that's the last one is I ask, which is from Philippians. This is the, you know, this is the leading, what it leads us in Philippians. And then I ask God, show me what it is you want me to do today. That is my foundational structure on how to be a businesswoman and how to be successful. And then when he's napping, I do the task list. Uh, While he's awake, I do the house chores and I include him in it. Being wearing him in my carrier or having him crawl along, watching me do the dishes, the the sweeping, the laundry, put the laundry on top of him. (laughs) And then I show him how to match socks. Um, And so uh, with the incorporation, uh, that's how I've been managing it. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, you add learning to all of the experience as well as, you know, you managing time and just bringing your baby into it. That's really great. Now, I would love to hear more about your franchise. Tell me more about it. <laughs> so the farmer and the bell, you have to sing it with me. Sure. <laughs> the farmer and the bell. The farmer um, and the bell. And, the bell. <laughs> <laughs> and bell is B-E-L-L. E and it is another word for beauty. So the Farmer and the Bell is a franchise where we create laugh out loud Christmas movies, on trend jewelry, and commercially relevant books for women all the way down to children levels two to three reading level that are all wrapped around with psychological tested principles and biblical truth on how we truly overcome the lies that Satan attacks us with about our worth and inspire our souls on inner beauty. 
so our first line is all about inspiring inner beauty and um, our movie OM Delicious. It's uh, <laughs> Farmer in the Bell's Saving Santa Land. And it follows, um, it, it's actually inspired by the wounds in my life of not feeling worthy enough, pretty enough to fit in, to be loved, which is down to the deep psychological space mm. is that so many of us look in the mirror and we see flaws the wounds from trauma in our past make us sometimes feel like we don't have value. And um, as we age, we sometimes feel like we're aging out of our beauty. And this is real. 90% of women deal with this negative self-talk. And um, and so we worked with psychologists from Focus on the Family and Erilyn Burns and uh, several other women. Uh, Lisa Burkett Worley was also on our team. She's from Christian Women in Media. Mm-hmm. And we identified a pathway and then we tested it in women's groups and teen groups. What scriptures truly, when we say help us renew our minds. So we identified what that pathway is. And then we put it in a Christmas movie. (laughs) And so let me tell you quickly about the storyline. So it follows uh, the farmer and the bell. Bell is, is a model who's aged out in her career. And when she's a little girl, she gets given this heirloom bracelet with five charms on it from her granny that tells her that beauty is on the inside. And if she ever loses her way to look to the charms in the bracelet to remind her who she is and that she is God's masterpiece. Well, of course, she goes to a Christmas festival called Santa Land with her childhood pen pal and she loses it in the pig slop. Oh no. And she goes home and she cries and her mom is of the world Mm. and tells her that looks aren't everything. They're the only thing. And she looks, little Belle looks into the mirror as a 10 year old. And she goes, I know what I'm going to be when I grow up. I'm going to be beautiful. Then everyone will love me. And that's the lie that gets planted into the soul of our main character that I play. And through the rest of the film, we destroy that lie through hilarious events with horses in pink onesies wearing (laughs) heels in New York City to her putting Santa hats on pigs overcoming her fears at Santa land and through it she loses the bracelet and she has to find it she falls in love with her childhood pen pal who is now the farmer yes by my husband on his actual family farm where um we experience what true beauty truly is. It is so much fun. People have said this is their new favorite Christmas movie. This is what they're going to use every Christmas to usher in the spirit of Christmas because it gives you value while you're laughing and it's Christmas and it's fun. So that's what our movie is. And the bracelet, we call it hashtag beauty bracelet and not selling on QVC and in our own personal website and then Christian retail. That's the main bracelet from the movie. And it's a Tiffany style chain with a drop down heart that falls into the palm of your hand mm. that you grasp that heart in your palm. It dangles down and it reminds you when you're struggling in life with fear. It reminds you, you have to have an open heart. And the prayer on the back says, Jesus, help me grasp how wide, high, long, and deep is your love for me. And if we could paradigm shift our mind into Christ's love for us, 
that is where freedom truly is. And you hold on to that heart, reminding you that you're not alone. And I hold on to it as if I'm holding on to Jesus's hand. And um, there's four other charms that talk about your physical identity, your inner wounds, your calling, and what we can do to serve other people. And all of it has been test marketed. And then we take those principles and we have a devotional book written by myself and Michelle Cox, who writes for Hallmark's series, When Calls the Heart, and it unlocks revelation of what each inscription is. So the, the book and the bracelet combo together. And then I have a video Bible study that puts acting exercises on how you renew your mind. So it's for everyone to really know how to use breath and overcome those negative images in your mind with scripture. And then we have a children's book because we learned that these lies start encountering at kids mm-hmm. at a very young, very, very young age. Yeah. Research from the 90s say it starts at age six. We now know it's a lot younger right. because of social media. And we have a children's book written by VeggieTales co-creator Mike Naraki. Uh, he's Larry the Cucumber. So he wrote this extraordinary level two, level three book called Beautiful Mabel. That's also read in the movie the farmer and the bell. So we have our products incorporated through the storyline speaking on inspiring beauty through the movie, the farmer and the bell saving Santa land. And that is our franchise. We have a new necklace coming out on QVC in mid November. And we have a men's bracelet saying honor her. That's also coming up into our life. Wow. Love it. That's so great. Now, I loved all of these words of affirmations and promises that you've created in the necklace, in your bracelet. Now, for some of these moms who may just be going through a rut or just a place of discouragement and like they've been a mom for like five years, 10 years, 20 years, and they feel like, oh, I'm just always in my t-shirt and shorts and <laughs> and I'm just a mama. How would you encourage these moms? Yeah, I would say, let's use some of these inscriptions, these positive affirmations. A lot of moms feel they can't lose. I shouldn't say a lot of moms. Me, let me just talk about me. I gained a lot of weight and being an actress, normally I struggled with trying to be very thin for camera, mm-hmm. but I gained about 40 pounds? No, no, maybe anyway, oh, I gained weight and I struggled getting, I'm still struggling getting it off. And so when I look in the mirror, I take the scripture body, my body and soul are marvelously made. Mm-hmm. And I take my hands and I place my hands on my weight around my stomach, around my arms, around my legs. And I say my body and I grab my body, acknowledging that my body is marvelously made by God. I grab my heart, my soul is marvelously made by God. And um, when I say that at least three times, I start to believe it and I start to overcome that uncomfortability in my skin. The second thing I do is masterpiece. When I feel like I'm just in baby world and I don't have purpose, I say, God, I am your masterpiece has created for your handiwork. I am your masterpiece. You created me in my mother's womb. And then the other charm is about calling. And and it says, you've given me plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Mm. I want to be obedient to the calling you've given me. Show me what is that calling? And so often God will give me ideas recently as to paint with my son because I'm an artist. I love creating. 
And so I used his feet and I put watercolor on his feet <laughs> and I had him kick his feet on the paper that I had taped on the table. And, and then I wrote over it in paint, the fruit of the spirit. And now those paintings are up in a nearby cafe because I went over to the cafe saying, hey, would you ever like any paintings? And, and so baby James is painting in the cafe. Why? Because God gave me that idea after praying, after saying, I am your masterpiece. Mm. So ladies, you can do this too. Look in the mirror and say, my body and soul are marvelously made. Say to yourself, I am God's masterpiece. I have been created for his handiwork. And then say to yourself, God has plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Mm. And when you're frightened, grab onto Jesus's hand as if you're grabbing onto the heart on that bracelet. And you say, God, help me grasp how wide, high, long, and deep is your love for me. Realizing that Christ died for you. His love for you is real. His love for you is great. It's not just your baby. It's not just the other lady. It's for you. Hold on to Jesus's hand and do it afraid. Do it tired. Pick yourself up. Go and do it. You will feel that sense of accomplishment. Why? Because we are being obedient to the calling that God has on us as a mom and as the purposes he's placed in our heart as his masterpiece. Amen. That would be my encouragement. Amen. That's so awesome. Now we're almost at the end of the show, but I would love to hear if you could share some tips to moms on how to be guilt-free for balancing a career, wanting a career, as well as being a mother. So let's talk a little bit about guilt. Guilt comes from the deeper wound of not feeling like you're equipping motherhood. So I think it's transitioning the guilt to wherever your child is in caretaking. And a friend of mine just brought her child to caretaking. Recognizing your child is developing growth by being around other kids, being by around other authoritative figures to help grow them, allowing yourself to realize you don't need to be in control of every situation. Allow your child to have those experiences because that's going to be a well-forming one. Then when you get home from your job, fight to be intentional, to be present with your child. You know, being intentional and present, even for only five minutes, mm. seeing your child's eyes, look into your child's eye without distraction, be present with your child, and you will be able to find a way to pour your love into your child. Enjoy giving the child the bath. Find ways to enjoy putting the clothing on when the child is flipping around crying. And you will start to overcome that guilt and put grace on yourself, Amen. put grace on yourself. You may need financially to provide that provision is a gift to care for your child. Give yourself peace and grace. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, before I actually end the show, is there anything else that you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there? Now, I also overheard you saying that there will be a theatrical release in two yeah. months. Yeah. So tell me more about that too. <laughs> okay, great. I'll tell you about the theatrical. Um, the Farmer and the Bell is coming to hand-picked local ma-pa theaters 
who have lost business. They're only at around a 30% moviegoer rate. So we're going to partner with them to create a Christmas experience with Christmas caroling and candy cane passing out, letting the families come in and have a new family tradition. If the families enjoy it, we're going to invite those theaters to have it a following year and the following year to be that holiday tradition for families. We're also partnering with Christian bookstores who also are seeing their customer go specifically to Amazon, no longer coming into stores. So we're going to create events for those Christian bookstores at the theater where they can bring their merchandise and go shopping. So that's what's happening the week launching on November 19th. We're in Iowa. We're in Pennsylvania. We're in Tennessee, we're in Florida, we're in Georgia, uh, we're in New York. And then our world premiere, Sharon, we'd love to have you there if you guys can make it. We'll be at the Regal Cinema in Times Square, again, which was a dream of mine four years ago when we launched it. I walked into Times Square and 42nd Street and I said, Lord, I even did a Facebook Live. I pray that our movie, The Farmer and the Bell Saving Santa Land, would be here. Amen. And now we're here and God answered that prayer. That's so awesome. Now, Jen, I just so appreciate you and thank you for coming on the Gems of Motherhood podcast. You shed so many incredible gem wisdom for all our mamas out there. You are just such a gem and you're doing <laughs> such a wonderful job as a mother, as a businesswoman, as an actress. Thank you for just serving people out there, your audiences, and just providing valuable entertainment in the Christian community and just sharing your gift to bring those who don't know Christ to him. Amen. Thank you. And people right now can watch The Farmer and the Bell on Amazon. So if you have Prime, watch it tonight. And if you enjoy it, rate the movie because when you rate it a five star, if you enjoy it, it helps other people pull up on their feed on Amazon. And of course, um, everyone can also buy the products of uh, the franchise of The Farmer and the Bell from thefarmerandthebell.net. Correct? That's correct. Yes, sir. And it helps our ministry. Amen. (laughs) And pay for baby James's diapers. (laughs) (laughs) That's very important. Just being real. Those diapers are mother expensive. Oh, yes, it is. Well, thank you again, Jen, for coming on the show. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guest. Most importantly, I hope you'll find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you're fearfully and wonderfully made in Him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.